Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back to Apocalypse Movies and the Fandalorian Club as we are here for our usual Bad Batch reviews on a Friday afternoon talking uh, the Star Wars animated series on Disney Plus Bad Batch. And we are finally into episode three called Replacements. It has been titled Replacements. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing? It's Friday. Weekend is upon us. Everyone good? Thank God it's Friday. TGI Absolutely. Fridays. Yeah, it's it's nice to be the weekend. It's you know been a long week. <laughs> It has been a long week, but uh, and unlike last week, unfortunately, we had to wait a whole, wait a whole week to watch Bad Batch. Um, you know, it's been seven yeah, that solid threw me days. Off so bad, I <laughs> I couldn't figure out which episode it was. I was like, is it two, three, or four? But realized it was three when I started it. <laughs> yeah, for, for so for here on out, every Friday we will be here, uh, four o'clock Pacific, right here talking Bad Batch. And we have a really cool episode to talk, talk about today. Very different episode. Um, as I mentioned, it's titled Replacements, and that's essentially what the episode is. It is all about replacements. Um, we're going to be diving in a bunch of stuff. Uh, just start with some overall thoughts right right here to start off, gentlemen. Um, Brian, I'll go to you first. Uh, just initial reaction to the episode, right? It's about a 27-minute episode or so. Um, very different from what we've gotten so far. What was your, like your initial just gut reaction after finishing the episode this morning? Uh, it was good. I'm... Not gonna lie, starting to get a little bored. <laughs> um, I yeah, it's. I don't know. I don't know. I'm starting to just kind of like be like, all right, cool. Like, but that's where I'm at. Like, all right, cool. I mean, there was definitely its shocking moments. Like, it had one in in particular that caught me off guard but other than that i was like yeah okay cool that was a good one but i don't know i i kind of almost feel like uh the first episode put my expectations too high and nothing's going to be able to hit that interesting interesting uh jacob do you feel the same not fully, but I I know where Brian's coming from. And I think we forget every time that they kind of do this with every animated season of Star Wars, where they open strong, then in the middle, and sometimes beginning with episode two, it's like it feels like filler, but I don't really think it is, you know, because it's like, okay, we gotta the ship crashes, we gotta get this one part from this creature. That's basically what's going on with the crew. And then you know, we see Tarkin with his soldiers and we're getting all these details about the, you know, replacements coming in to replace the, cl the clone troopers in the long run. So, yeah, it's like not the most exciting episode, but I'm here for the details. Like we learned so much each episode, but like nothing exciting is happening. And so I, I see where Brian's coming from, but I think in the long run, like some of these episodes will pay off. Yeah, I, I understand, but I do think this episode had a lot to say. I think there was a lot said uh, in this episode about certain characters and things that are happening um, within the Empire specifically uh, that are very exciting, whether they're set up or not. Um, there's a lot of cool things that are happening currently that are happening very quickly uh, in in this universe, in this galaxy. And so let's just let's dive into it. That way we can talk about everything. Uh, where should we start, guys? Should we just... Should we start with Omega? Should we start with Crosshairs? Um, what do you guys think? I think maybe the the Tarkin and the clone stuff. I think that was okay. arguably the most important thing going on in this episode. Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, yeah, so 
Um, Tarkin essentially brings crosshairs um, to lead a group of of soldiers that are recruited to be uh, the Bad Batch replacements, uh, essentially. And they send them on the same mission to take care of Saw Gerrera's um, insurgents. Partisans. And, uh, say it again? Partisans. Well, yes, but they uh, they were called insurgents in, in, oh, okay. in the episode. They're not partisans just yet. Um, but uh, so, yeah, it's just a group of soldiers, non-clones, except for Crosshairs, who has obviously been tinkered with because of his chip. And um, they get the job done. But there is a casualty, and it's very interesting. Uh, I don't – and I'm just going to put this out there. I'm going to ask the question. I'm going to say it. I think that these are the Death Troopers. I don't know about yeah. you guys. They have. They, they, they have, have to be, to be. right? Like they become the the death troopers. I think this is the first yeah. set of death troopers. It, whether it's whether it's the ones mm-hmm. we see in Rogue One or just the first band of them, I don't know. But it has to be the first set of death troopers. I could see that, and with Crosshairs being the one who, like, the original leader of them, yeah. and then he's the one who started that, and then it builds over time. I could see and that. They, they just look like them, right? And and now yeah. after Crosshairs made that essential uh, move of you follow the order you do it or you die situation. Now they've, they've really adapted this whole robot thing where they're just taking orders and doing the empire's bidding. And that's a total death trooper vibe. Yeah. You hear what, uh, it, they were called, not they were called, but the operation was called. Yeah. It was from rogue one. And I forget the name of it off the top of my head, but it was one of the, one of the operations that Jin mentioned while going through the, uh, the system looking for stardust and i yeah. you probably have it off the top right there right brian yeah uh well when i heard it i immediately went rogue one uh mm. it's they called it project war mantle yes war mantle. Mm. and that and that's one of the so far that that might be a thing that he's playing off of all of those project names because we've so far seen uh black saber which is dark saber war mantle Stardust could be a thing. So are those all from that scene where Jin's trying to find the the Stardust one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's naming them off as she's looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, War Mantle was one of them. So War Mantle very could could mean two things: one, the Death Troopers, or two, the transitions from clones to yeah, just regular soldiers, which is kind of what the episode was really about: transitioning out of clones. And, and this was like the first recruitment. test of that. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So I, I thought, I don't know the officer's name, but basically the one that Tarkin, like the secondhand man while he's He promoted there. to an admiral. Yeah. Yeah. He became at the admiral end. Um, Ram- admiral I believe, Rampart. Yes. Yeah. I believe he said that it's the ones who are willing to join the empire and fight that like intrigues him the most because the clones don't have a choice. They're bred and born to fight they don't they don't have a choice right they're they're literally programmed to but he's saying like if somebody joins the cause and they do it willingly they're more they're going to be more loyal they're going to you know so that's where he's coming from and i guess it's going to be cheaper for them which cheaper is not always the best option but well we see it in the original (laughs) trilogy right how bad the stormtroopers shoot it clearly doesn't work in their favor exactly yeah yeah kind of backfires (laughs) Hard. eventually i mean we have a long time until that moment and they take over the galaxy for 20 years um but yeah it does seem like they're setting things up for the transition which which is going to be very cool because it it not only allows us to see as viewers the transitional phase of 
how clones transition out, what happens to them. There's a very bad way that could that it could go, or just a way that you know could be a way of them disappearing essentially. Um, but also the trans transformation into the OG stormtrooper armor, uh, which is a big thing too. Like, is it the next phase that we see? Is there one in between before we get there? Um, how does the Empire exactly find their bearings as far as like a look when we get to them in the original trilogy? Will that because look, the Empire has shown so far that they're look, they're using chain codes, they're trying to find a new way to restore power. Uh, this elite squadron led by Crosshair is one of them. They're obviously going to change the look of everything as well. Um, we already saw that with Crosshair's armor, he has a straight black look now. Uh, so what is the next change as far as look? Is it the next Stormtrooper look, or is there something in between? What do you guys think? Other than this Death Trooper look? that The basic troopers. The troopers that are walking around every day. I they're mean, not they, going to look like clones. Some of them kind of already look like it a little bit. Like, there was a scene where they were like, I forget what was happening, but like, all of them were running, and I was like, those look already like Stormtroopers. So, I don't know, because the the black helmet essentially almost kind of looks like a Stormtrooper helmet. Like, the one that they had, just black. So, I mean, I'm, I don't think clones are ever going to wear the traditional Stormtrooper outfit. I think they're just going to get the cheap knockoffy person stormtrooper outfits that uh i mean the more and more we get into these shows and series the more and more we realize how much the stormtroopers suck like <laughs> well, we always so, no i know but like it's more and more like every time we see like a series like i have a feeling they're just gonna just be these like cheap bodies and cheap i mean we know that their armor just one bullet takes takes them out, whereas these <laughs> the clones were a little bit more rugged and battle tested a little bit. So, yeah, I, I think that I think we'll just see eventual like just some people in the normal armor. They're gonna be like, these are replacing you. I, what? How I'm curious is what happens to all these clones because there's a lot of clones that we keep seeing yeah well most of the most of the clone armor is similar to the what the what it becomes in the original trilogy so i think what probably is going to happen is that you know when the clones first happened they all had different like there was like different groups that had different styles of it right and then they they started customizing it to fit their personalities i think tarkin's like nope no customization no unique designs do plain design it's cheaper nobody gets to be like their own person that everybody has to fall in line and look the same so i think slowly we'll see that come about which is terrifying yeah exactly yeah it is it's not a fun time in the galaxy it's very interesting yeah you're right it's it's tarkin is is clearly one of the head the head of everything at the moment. Um, he's kind of well, running everything, and it, and it makes sense, right? He literally got promoted in the first three episodes. Did you notice yeah. that? Yeah, he's he officially has it. Well, so so I here's the thing with Tarkin, though, and I I just learned this. So yes, he has his grandma uh, insignia in this episode, um, but Tarkin 
actually has a government title and a military title. I've he said that. I've said that for years. Too. And yeah. Always go no, no, no. He he has he has both titles. So right so right now, um, in the episode, I mean, Jacob, I, I don't know if you caught this or not, but he went he went from his previous insignia to a Grand Moff title mm. um, in this episode. Which Grand Admiral, which is kind of a retcon because he actually gets the Grand Moff title in the Tarkin novel, which is still a few years out. Yeah, but they didn't. They didn't actually like point to it. They never said anything about it. He just had it. Yeah. Well, they've already retconned canon before, so it's not a big deal. Like something small like that is not a big deal. Well, and and also the Tarkin novel was the only thing that was brought over in canon when in in novels when Disney bought the property because it was written beforehand. Uh, it was Tarkin. Oh. It was Tarkin and Clone Wars were the two things that were brought over uh, when Disney bought Star Wars. And so it kind of can be one of the things that you do retcon because it is so far back. Yeah, and I mean, they did it in The Mandalorian with, uh, what's his name, Ca- name's character, in episode one of season two. Um, Cobb Vanth? Yeah, they did it with Cobb Vanth. So they are, they're already kind of doing that. So that that's fine. And yeah, that Tarkin is, and I've always considered that too because leia calls him governor in in a new hope but he's also grand moff so that makes sense because if somebody was i mean i'm guessing governor of the galaxy is what he is i don't know but if somebody was the governor of a city they wouldn't also be like if they were in the military it would be a different title you know if they were a general or something they wouldn't be called governor in the military so that's pretty cool that he has both those titles yeah for sure. And it's going to be interesting. He obviously seems to be the guy behind everything right now in Bad Batch, kind of the main villain. We had talked about that earlier. Uh, I think it might have been the episode one where we thought he might have been the main villain. Um, but let's go and shift gears a little bit. Let's get to the Bad Batch themselves because uh, they went on a very interesting journey here. Uh, it starts off with their ship essentially just breaking down. Um, they crash land on a planet. And there's also a really, really cool moment between Wrecker and Omega when Wrecker uh, <laughs> straps her in. And he's yelling, we're going to die, we're going to die. And he keeps forgetting that they have a young kid next yeah. to him. kind of like looks over like, no, no, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. Uncle Wrecker kind of making jokes. Previously, he basically stole her food or almost did, um, <laughs> which was great as well. But yeah, they end up on this planet and uh, very similar to Empire Strikes Back, if you will, with with uh, Han and Leia. They end up on that rock. Yeah. Um, very similar, and and so what do you guys think about the startup? Before we get to the Omega stuff and the Hunter stuff later on the episode, just kind of the beginnings of everything. Um, were you expecting them to stay on the planet the whole the whole episode, or what did you think of everything going on? Jacob, I'll let you start. Yeah, this like I like the moments with the crew, no matter what's going on. Like I can just watch them hang out on the ship, like it's entertaining. But I think this is where Brian was kind of alluding to, like. It, this felt very like random Clone Wars episode that like we don't really care about, you know. Oh, the ship is breaking down. Let's we crash land. We got to get this part and fix it. I mean, except they had to take it from this creature, <laughs> this uh, this creature. Usually, it's a, like a live being that they're taking it to somebody they could talk to. Um, so it it was fun. Uh, I enjoyed the whole setup and everything, and I'm just liking the way that uh, Omega is being integrated into the group. I, th- I think that's pretty important because they got to make us care about her and 
believe their relationships with with the rest of the crew so it was pretty cool right yeah she definitely doesn't want to just be someone that's there like she had said like i'm a part of your crew now like i'm a part of the bad batch not just someone tagging along because i could have gotten off over there and you can see hunter like all right well you're you're not wrong so um yeah i thought I, I liked that part um and then yeah and jacob's right this is kind of where it lost me a little bit it reminded me it reminded me very much of um the frog lady episode where they're stuck on uh the mm -hmm. spider planet oh, i literally wow. thought the spider planet uh the spider was gonna come out of those little caverns. Um, so I was getting this, like, I almost kind of felt like I was getting the, almost the same exact story with this part, except they just needed a, a, a part to fix their ship. So, but um, I'm just waiting for her to use that crossbow thing. Like that's, I can't so wait. Is that one of Crosshair's weapons, or did she get it on her own? That's, later? See, that's after this episode. That's what I was thinking when because, they when they knocked yeah. over Crosshair, mm -hmm. Crosshair's um, or excuse me, she, she, she knocked over mm -hmm. uh, Crosshair's um, bucket of Case. toys, if you yeah. will. Uh, the, and that's also that's not a moment that we really can't look over as well. They they got oh, emotional, right? They yeah. They and at the end of the episode, they they finally say like, "Look, we miss him." It well, sucks. We talked we about that him. last week. Like, are they going to kill Crosshair? Are they going to try to save him? Like, so this was hinting towards that. Well, and, and both sides of it as well. I know we're off from away from the question here, but so that the beginning of the episode, they kind of like rekindle or not rekindle, but rethink a little bit after she knocks over the bucket of toys. At the end of the episode, they finally say like, we miss him. Like, I just miss the guy being yeah. around. He's part of the team. Also on the flip side, we get some moments with Crosshairs as well inside their bunk when they're back in their room where the Bad Batch used to stay. And you can kind of see it as well there. Also, uh, we saw him getting his chip worked on, which means yeah. it might not be something that just sticks. He might have to continuously uh, be worked on. That would make so maybe he, they have to reset it every time. It, and yeah. a great parallel is he is essentially the Winter Soldier. Uh, mm -hmm. You can look at him being very similar to the Winter Soldier where they had to reshape him if thoughts started going into his head. Yeah. Um, and it seems very similar to the thing going on across here at the moment. Reminds me of like a recharge. He's like a rechargeable battery. Like you can put him at full strength. If you do this, put it back on the charger. But eventually if you just don't do anything, he's just going to be not be dead, but in this sense, be not, the, not the peak weapon that you are hoping for. So, yeah, I think he could. He might go back to what he was before they enhanced the chip, you know, and he, which isn't then, necessarily a good thing. Yeah, exactly. No. He was like no. half douche at that point, you yeah. know. Like he he was still a little evil in there, uh, and he always he still wanted to follow orders. But we, as we found out, his chip was the most active, strongest one. So it makes sense. Yeah. Speaking of chips. Um, did you guys catch that Wrecker was holding his head a couple times during this episode? Mm -hmm. Didn't he get weird. hurt in the, when they landed? So, so he, he hit his head, his head. Yeah, but he had he had mentioned it a couple times during the episode. 
I'm thinking he might his chip might go off soon. Oh, you don't want that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He he's yeah. the worst one that you want the chip to go off. But mm-hmm. he like if you look if you watch the episode, he he's doing this a couple times. Right? Yeah. Like right where the chip is, or like just holding his head, and obviously he has a giant hand, but um there's a possibility. I mean, that would be terrifying. Because I don't know how they would stop him. Yeah, I thought that or maybe like which I don't know how this worked, but like it got like dislodged or something. And it's like Maybe it just triggered it. It was a small trigger. No, I'm not talking about triggering it or anything. I'm talking about the fact that it's like dislodged and causing him pain or something. And they they need to remove it or something. And in this process, think of uh, figure out a way to how to how to remove the chips from inside their heads. I don't know. That was just like obviously like I thought of what you thought of, which was like, oh, crap, like it maybe it it hit the on switch or something (laughs) but then i was kind of like trying to think of like something other than that because it was just it's an obvious which doesn't mean it's not gonna happen um and i was just like well maybe now he needs to somehow get it out it did something and now they have to get it out and that could be their process to getting them out a la later on maybe getting it out of crosshair's head too so i don't know yeah i think that's possible but i i at the moment when i saw that i was like oh he just hurt his head because they made him stay back and not do anything but who knows i mean that that's a strong possibility especially because that's basically what this show is about right now is the chips and yeah it's gonna be interesting i mean obviously he stayed behind and he was able to create a nice little bunk for omega which was very very sweet. Her own yeah. little her own little cave. Um, but let's let's talk about Omega for a little bit. Do you guys think? Or I'll, I'll reword that. Did this episode make you think different from where your thoughts were beforehand last week about maybe her abilities, where she's kind of headed as a character, what her special power is, if she is in fact enhanced? Um, did this episode sway you in any direction? There were a couple times that she did things that I was like. How did she know? And I don't remember what it was, but then it kind of like it was told. I think the thing that made me when they were like when they found the when she found the crate or whatever. Uh, like Oh, in I the ship? Know. In the ship. Yeah. It was just I don't know. I don't know if anything swayed me. I, I think I think I might be just more looking for it now. <laughs> now for any sign of force or anything i think the clearest one for me was how fast she was able to pick up something like tracking after watching hunter because she tracked the dragon down relatively quickly and like found the dragon i don't know if i'm looking into it again just because i'm uh, i'm looking interesting well didn't she see it go into the hole yeah but she also had to follow caves is what i'm saying she had to dig through and go down below i don't think it was just one single tunnel yeah i don't know i and went through well, it. yeah but I, i'm saying like underneath it might have been multiple different tunnels to find like that's still that's still relatively difficult to do and not knowing what tracking is like she literally had just asked, asked hunter five seconds beforehand what are you doing and hunter says i'm tracking and she goes what's that 
And and she and again, this just could be me. Looking so that's when it. the conversation happens, where Hunter tells her about their abilities, how they each have abilities. Yes. And I don't. Does she? Is there anything that she says after that that hints towards her having abilities? Because I don't. I don't remember what she said to that. She doesn't it's, say anything. She just picks up the dirt and starts doing. Oh, it. Yeah, man. it's not really saying. It's more so the things that she's done in the first three episodes that are hinting towards it. Like yeah, the first so, episode, she she shot crosshairs gun out of his hand like she shot a she shot a blaster so right across here it made me think you when you were saying that she picked up the hunting quickly what if they tried to give one clone all of those abilities because they realized they made these four special clones they're like yeah. what if we can put all of these abilities into one because she showed sharpshooting she yep. demonstrated the hunting is she gonna we turn into the yoked we haven't seen her ex exhibit well, she, strength I, she wouldn't yet. even have to... She, she could just literally pick something up yeah. and she'd be yoked. I so mean, if we see her p exhibit strength, then all she has to do... I don't know what how tech is so tech-savvy. I don't know exactly how his powers work, but that could be a possibility. If she, What if she has all four? And then when she's an adult, she's going to be super powerful. Yeah. Does anybody still think that she may have the force? I'm I don't still think so. Thing. Yeah, I I'm, like, so. I'm like 25, 75, 75 being no. I'm I'm lower than I was last week. I think I'm I, I think I'm getting away from it. And I think that's what I want. I don't I, I don't think I want her to have the force because they're going to they are going to encounter a Jedi at some point. They are. Oh, yeah. Probably at some point. Multiple. So I don't I don't want Omega to have it when they do count encounter that jedi because that jedi is gonna know me neither and because every time a new force user comes up whether it's you know uh grogu or anyone we're like oh my goodness what happens to them where do they go you know where are they now and it's like sure that's cool with some characters like i'm fascinated what happened to grogu but like i don't want that to happen with a bunch of characters and yeah it's just it's just too much and the thing is she like then we're like oh did she become a jedi did she become a sith like we don't i don't want to talk about that with her i think she's just an enhanced clone with maybe all of their abilities or some a few of them speaking of clones let's talk about the kaminoans because we, we only saw a little bit in this episode but the They're one pissed. big thing that, well that but also the one big thing they mentioned is that jango fett's dna essentially is is going bye bye See, that's big we we didn't know that and it makes sense because what I always wondered, like, why wouldn't they just keep making clones forever? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, so that makes sense. So who who would who is who out there could be their next subject? Because Kaminoans are cloners. That's that's what they do. They're going to continue to clone uh, unless they get wiped out. Um, what what happened? What do you where do you guys think this is headed? Do you think there's a Kaminoan uprising on its way? Do you think they get wiped out? Do you think that they just kind of disappear and start cloning again? What's the idea behind all this? I've said right away that I think that they're going to get wiped out. I think that their little floating headquarters are going to sink into the ocean. Which I feel like they can. I feel like they'll be able to live in the ocean. No, because they use those flying things to go in the water. That I think they're called away awayas. So I don't. Yeah, no. They look like they can be in the water, but I don't think they can. Man, either, I, either way, if they can be in the water, their stuff's going to get destroyed. Yeah. So they mentioned, they said, should we move on to the next phase? Or they say something like that. 
And I, I'm not sure what that is. So did, were they implying that they're going to have to find a new subject for cloning? I think, I think that's what they're talking about. So they, personally. but they can't like, like for example, they can't take crosshairs and start making clones off of him. Cause he was a clone from Django Fett. Yeah. Like that wouldn't make sense. So I, I'm not sure, man. I mean, obviously cloning is a big part of star Wars, right? We know it comes into effect in the Mandalorian, you know, and it, it comes into, it affects the rise of Skywalker. Like it's, the furthest point in Star Wars we've gotten, cloning is part of it. So does, you know, does the Empire or does Palpatine somehow use the Kaminoans later when he starts cloning again? And what we got that officer with the Kamino badge and all that stuff in Mandalorian. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting because we haven't until this. This is the furthest we've seen the Kamino, right? Like that we've seen Kamino. Like we don't we've never seen them again after this point, as far as we know. Right. Other so. Other than just that badge that you just said. Yeah, exactly. So that's as far but, as we but the know. planet so, itself, we haven't. We like, haven't where seen. are no, they? Where'd they go? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to find out. And that's why I like this show because we're finding out so much more information, which is cool. They're filling yeah. a lot of gaps that, that haven't been talked about in a long yeah. time. Um, and things that we never knew we needed in Star Wars, which is really cool. Um, I'm. I do think that they're probably going to get wiped out, but I don't want it to happen before I see what their plan is. Like, I really want to see like what they're doing because they've, they've obviously been doing something for a while. They've been planning something for a while. Um, I would love to see who their new subject possibly could be. Would it be Boba Fett instead of Jango Fett? I mean, is that a possibility? Uh, uh, maybe because he's not altered. No, I mean, he he's he's not an altered clone like the rest of them. Could it possibly be Boba who comes in? And that's a good way of seeing him. Um, or could possible. it be something completely different? Or maybe a mixture of DNA. I mean, maybe maybe they're so advanced at this point, right? It's well past Attack of the Clones. And maybe they've been able to evolve as far as their cloning abilities. And, they're, and they figure something out. And they want to, like we had mentioned, maybe they want to do another Omega if this is what happens to her. And combine a lot of things. And and create these, in for lack of a better term, super soldiers, if you will, um, that are on their side and not selling to like the Republic or the Empire or anything. Uh, it could be some very interesting stuff, especially if they if they uh, age at a rapid pace. Yeah. So Jango Fett was chosen for a reason. I'm guessing in their world, like he's the ultimate soldier, you know. So, and he's you know physically fit, you know the right body size, all that stuff. So I think it would have to be somebody like that. And who's around? Who knows? So would it be a character we know or maybe somebody we don't? That, that could be interesting. It could be anyone. Like nobody's there on Camino that we know of. That yeah, it, they could it could use. literally. Yeah. I mean, well, at this point, all the Jedi are gone. So it's probably mm -hmm. not a Jedi. Not all the Jedi, but 99.9% .9 of the Jedi are gone. Um. It's a time of bounty hunters. It's a time of soldiers. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe they do find a way to to pull DNA from crosshairs. I mean, maybe there is that possibility where they do pull it from him and and like they've advanced to a point where they can get his DNA. I don't and know. Maybe every single clone of him is enhanced, like you said. So yeah. that, that Just would a, be scary. A, a ragtag group of dickheads. But obviously. I mean, as far as we know, the Kaminoans don't succeed. Like, they at least don't succeed and then build their own thing uh, apart from the Empire, you know? Because they, they we don't know they about aren't them. In, 
they aren't in the galaxy in 20 years. Yeah. There's a 20 so, year, or at least I would probably say, I'd probably say 15 years because in Rebels, they're nowhere to be seen. So before that, there's a gap where they could possibly have been running around doing stuff and maybe they'd get wiped out within that time period. Yeah, yeah for the, sure. The only thing that keeps me thinking that they'll, they're still around or some someone was able to recreate them is that patch. That, the patch, that yeah. patch is not a coincidence. No, not at all. Not at so... All. I'm curious. Well, he's a clone specialist or a clone doctor or something. So he, Wait, yeah, he, he's not a Kaminoan himself, which makes it even no. more interesting. So he yeah. must have worked for them. Maybe he was, I can imagine like if the empire goes and let's say they slaughter them, they're going to probably want to take some clone specialists with them, obviously. Cause that guy, um, and uh, Dr. Working, Pershing is his working name. with I, them. I just so, remembered his name. Yeah. So, uh, I can see a situation where they go in, take out anybody who's not complying, and then say, "Okay, you're going to be our clone specialist now." So I could see that. Yeah, it's it's possible that for the next fifteen years or so, ten years, however long that the Empire implants doctors or you know some kind of specialists with the Kaminoans mm. to learn and then wipe them out. That would make sense, yeah. And they have yeah. all the all the things that they need to do cloning. Uh, Cuz obviously we know that Palpatine he he's all about the cloning. He's uh, now the question becomes is it the Kaminoans or is it someone else that's doing it for him? In the future, it seems like it's someone else and not the Kaminoans, but there's a possibility for a lot of time to be told where there is a story of them getting wiped out or being the reason that we do have so many Palpatines in the future. Or Bring Snokes, it. or Rays, or Palpatine's sons. <laughs> Whoever's. <laughs> Anyone's. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's going to be interesting, though. It's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, I, I never expected the Bad Batch to dive into the history of the Kaminoans. Um, and I also never, I never knew I needed their story to be told quite honest. Like it's, it's a story that like, I love what everything about the bad batch is doing, like the, the bringings of the empire and the possibility of starting the death troopers and all this stuff. But out of all of it, like I, I never went into this thinking, I want the Kaminoan story to be told. Now it's one of the things that I look forward to seeing because it's such an interesting dynamic within this whole story. And it makes most sense too. Yeah. When I, you're yeah. telling the end of, or the beginning like, of the Empire when there's no yeah. clone. Yeah, trooper. exactly. Yeah. So that's because I didn't watch all the trailers for this leading up to it. So I wasn't sure. I was just expecting like the Bad Batch that are out in the galaxy doing their thing and we're just Same. following them. Same. I didn't know we were going to get like larger galaxy details, which yeah. that's like my favorite part of this so far. So because we're getting the Kaminoans the, and, and the Empire too. So... I mean, there's a, there's a lot of sides. We're getting the we're getting both those. Um, I'm sure at some point we're going to get somewhat of rebels in there hitting. Oh, and we're getting the saw a little bit of the saw Guerrero. Yeah, the stuff. saw Guerrero stuff, which Brian yeah. mentioned the the beginnings of the partisans. Um, we're going to see bounty hunter life. We're going to see Fennec Shan at some point. I'm sure we'll see Boba Fett at some point and what he's doing. So it's it's kind of like hitting all of these aspects of Star Wars in these in these corners that are going on in this current 
state of the galaxy, which is incredibly interesting. Green. Yeah, I'm curious. You know what they haven't really touched on yet, and maybe they don't even do it on the show, is like, how did the Empire eliminate like people even remembering that the Jedi existed? And like that happened quick. So I'm curious to see if maybe they dive into that later on in this season or season two or something. Well, and we 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 haven't talked about it, but and we can spend five ten minutes or however long in this. But um, Crosshair is just eliminating people mm-hmm. who have been around in the galaxy and who have believed in the people like the Jedi and the Republic, and you know who are yeah. wanting to escape off world, right? And and he essentially says, "No, no prisoners." Um, they are as that as the soldier who got executed by uh, by Crosshairs, who was a very interesting character, by the way, like. I was kind of bummed that he did die. I thought he would have been a really cool. He was the one who said like, oh, uh, the Empire pays me and stuff. And the New Republic never did that. Yes. Yes. That's interesting. I would have have loved to have seen the character throughout a couple episodes, but Uh it did make sense. Um, But what I was saying is that they are essentially an execution squad. That the Empire is, be- they are becoming executioners, and there is a possibility Especially that if they're death troopers, well, that and they could end up wiping out a lot of people who believed in all of that, and that just disappears with them. Yeah, no, that could make sense. I mean, I, yeah, I could totally see that because, because I'm that's one of the biggest mysteries to me in all of Star Wars is how did we go in 30 years or 20 years, whatever, to like thousands of jedi and then like nobody even nobody even remembers that they existed like like din and mandalorian doesn't even know they were real yeah so he doesn't even know what the force is called yeah exactly so how does it go yeah. from that's like like 30 years from now like nobody knows what jesus and god is like that would be so weird like it's that fast for it to be just eliminated from society so curious to I see think a lot of it's fear probably too True. And it's like you're not allowed to talk about it or anything <laughs> like that. And then eventually, yeah. none it's of it's like saying Voldemort. All the generations slowly lose all the information, and then nobody remembers. And then well, what's funny is that what's funny is that it's only one extra generation. That's no, what's I funny know. about it. Yeah, so it's not even that far away. It, it probably became illegal to even talk about it, like to even talk Maybe. about Jedi. That, I think it was just and, a, f- a fear thing, very yeah, much. Well, Vader exactly, and yeah. the Inquisitors and, and just the rise of the Empire and everything and how formidable they came, people were terrified. We saw that in the original trilogy. They were just yeah. terrified. Yeah. Um, they, they imposed their will, and their will essentially said, you say this, you do this, you're dead. And if that's the case, then nobody's going to want to say or do anything that relates to the Republic, the Jedi, the good times, whatever it may have been. Um and we're seeing all of that take place in the show, which is really, really cool. Yeah, agreed. All right, gentlemen. Well, any final thoughts on Bad Batch Episode 3 uh, replacements before we get out of here? I'm excited for more. I mean, I I will say the one thing that I'm very curious to see is what the clone army, what happens to them and Kamen Owens do because Lamasu at the end was like, we got to do something. So I'm very curious to see what this plan is going forward and how this may interfere with the empire. Well, that's important. Cause you know, the, 
who has control of the clones? It ultimately the Kaminoans do, right? I mean, yes. they have they have officers there from the Empire, but what happens if the Kaminoans turn the clones on the Empire? Maybe that's what happens, and then there's a little civil war real quick, and it just and then it's over with at the end of this season. And that's how they get wiped out, or most of them, the ones who don't decide to go with the Empire. So yeah, I'm excited to see, you know, how the overall galaxy and the cloning stuff furthers. And I do want to see uh, Omega get involved in the action a little bit more. Like, I'm, I want to see that crossbow or whatever she has. Mm -hmm. I do think it's going to happen because I think it's, I, I think next episode we're going to see them get into kind of the mercenary life, the bounty hunting life. Um, I think they're far enough away from the Empire at the moment where it might become a bad batch bounty hunting. And then on the other side, Empire versus Kaminoans camp. And we're kind of going to get two and then interchanging every once in a while. Um, that because that's what I want to see. I want to see them go on a mission. I want to see them track down a bounty or or make some money because eventually that's what they're going to become full time uh, for whatever may happen. So um, super, super excited. Uh, Ferris, we, we just covered <laughs> the Kaminoans literally like for like 10, 15 minutes. We were just talking about them. Um, but they're they're up to some stuff, man. So rewind it once we're done. Check that out. We we had some interesting thoughts on that. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna head out of here, guys. We're gonna wrap this up, Fan and Lauren Club. We're gonna finish this up today. Um, again, every Friday, four p.m. Pacific, right here on this channel. We're talking Bad Batch. Uh, we are three episodes in. We have thirteen left. We have thirteen left. Uh, so we will be here every single Friday for the next thirteen weeks talking Bad Batch, Star Wars, and it seems like it's gonna be kicking up a notch here very soon. Um, they had the one episode where they were on, you know, single planet for an episode. Now let's get into the nitty gritty stuff. Let's see the good stuff and, uh, we'll see what's all about but for now for Jacob, Brian and myself. Thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, we greatly appreciate all the support from everybody. Uh, make sure you guys are checking out apocalypse now every Tuesday, 7 PM, 7 PM Pacific right here on this channel. Uh, this week's going to be a fun one. Don't miss it. This week's going to be a fun one. Also check out Jacob and Geo's army of the dead review, which is on the channel. Yes. They got to be able, they got a chance to watch it. Uh, uh, last night on its opening night, so you can check that out. Zack Snyder's new zombie film. Go check out the review there. But for now, for the Fan of the Lauren Club, thank you guys so much for watching, and we will catch you guys next week. And the Force be with you.